life, and politics with Republican leanings. Welcome to Famila and Friends, the show that mutes the sound bites and noise pollution to bring you the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear. Hosted by nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Famila and her team of friends tell it like it is, and no topic is off the table. Get ready to cut through the clutter. Now here's your host of Famila and Friends, Famila Ramos, on The Answer San Diego. Hello, everybody out there. Uh, obviously not Famila Ramos. And, <laughs> oh, you guys look similar. <laughs> that's just an Asian thing, right? It's because we're both Asian, right? Oh, no, now I sound racist. There we go. Dang it, Penny. Those were the times. Those were the times. But obviously, I'm, I'm happy to be here uh, for a second week with Kalina and Serena. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hello, all. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, Dan. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know me, uh, I'm Dan Hom and uh, Dan Chen. Dan Chen. Dan Chen. <laughs> Dan Chen. So Chan, uh, as many of you don't know or may not know, in Japanese it's actually Dan San, and that's like Mr. Dan. Oh. But Dan Chan is like a term of endearment. You call little kids that, and so it's like a term of endearment. So I'm like young little Dan. As we young. scream it at you. <laughs> I love it. Hey, so I, I believe we have uh, 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 my good friend here, Brian Lee, online. Brian, are you online? Hey, Dan. Hi, are you? Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome, Welcome Brian. Brian. Thanks for having me. Hi, how's everybody? Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah, so a, l- a little background on, on Brian here. Uh, Brian is is kind of a super restaurateur. Ooh. I mean, he's been he's been a regional and GM of multiple restaurant groups, everything from Hakkasan to Urban Wood to Roy's. So he's held many, many brands and he's currently the general manager of the University Club atop Symphony Towers. Woo! Good job. Yeah. This guy's fancy schmancy. Fancy schmancy. So can I take a guess and say that this week's show is on restaurants, maybe? You're absolutely right. And in fact, we're going to have a few restaurant owners, and then we're going to actually uh, bring it back to having somebody from the county, one of the county supervisors. Ooh, yeah. good one, Dan. Yeah, so. um, and I wanted to thank my daughter, actually, Audrey, who helped us to put together Together, all the research and the questions, and uh, it, she was uh, very instrumental in, in in helping with all all the kind of the behind the scenes stuff. So I, I was happy that a fourteen year old I could get her out of work playing Call of Duty and and what was that Fortnite? <laughs> your kind of your kind of stuff, yeah. Serena. Yeah, the, all the gaming systems. <laughs> yeah, Serena's still doing that. <laughs> 23 and counting. Yeah. Weird. I'm also 23. <laughs> How dare everybody laugh at that? <laughs> you look 23. Thanks, Dan. Good Where, see. Whereas, Good with, see. whereas with me, I look much older. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Brian, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, so, so, Brian, obviously, you know, uh, knowing that the university club's a, a members-only club, but how how has the club and the business been affected by by recent COVID and and all the rules and regulations that are out there? Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're operating uh, at a twenty five percent occupancy, like all the rest of the indoor uh, restaurants or private clubs in the city. So that's been challenging itself. Is let's face it, our industry the margins are already so lean. And so when you're trying to drop it now down to occupancy, it it makes it that much much more challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, we don't have an outdoor space, so I think you're seeing certain you know restaurant groups are thriving that that have have outdoor space. We're able to build some outdoor space for the Alfresco style, uh, but you know up on the 34th floor here, not a lot of options. You know, uh, Dan, I think wanted to take it to the Hilo Pad on the roof at one point, but uh, <laughs> quite would that be cool? Food, right, so. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been very neat. So, you know, that that's kind of the immediate challenge, um, you know, but it, it's it's across the board. We're, we're so reliant here on uh, community and, and social and getting together and mentorship that, you know, it, it's been a lot more of the virtual side of it. And we've kind of pivoted our focus for a while on, on to-go business and um, retail and, and just meal kits, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's just been an evolution of what we're doing at the club, and, and that word pivot is is so real um, in this industry as, as we're really taking it just even week by week um, and just really trying to adjust. But 
we have seen some good momentum here uh, over the last month as more members are, are definitely starting to come back up and feel comfortable. Good. So, Brian, can I ask you a very personal question? Of course you can. What is your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant? Um, boy, it's a tough one. Like, like Dan was mentioned, I spent the last seven years with Brian Malarkey, and I was running Urban Wood in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of Brian and his new concept anime and then Urban Sea and Encinita. So, I love, you know, I'm a little biased as those were some brands that help build, but um, I, I do love the food and energy and, and the environment there. You know, I'll, I'll go up to Mr. A's for that special occasion spot with the wife. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Chicago guy at heart, too. So I've got my little lefties Chicago pizza uh, off Washington Street there, whereas my that's my kind of Chicago fix. So. Nice. Hopefully that helps a little bit. I mean, it's it's tough to just say one. You know, I think uh, June and Julie and Campfire are doing some great stuff up in the, the Carlsbad Oceanside area there. It's just neat to see San Diego's evolved so much from a dining scene, all the different pockets, right? Mm-hmm. From yeah. Little Italy to Liberty Station and North Carolina. You know, everything now we're building up in East Village downtown. So it, it's been, been neat to see the, the city evolve from a dining perspective. But... Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty tied to, to Brian, and I think currently I'm a big fan of anime and what they're doing. Good answer. Yeah, what, what have been some of the, you know, how have you guys pivoted? I know you've done a lot of to-go things, but what kind of yeah. precautions have you put in place so that your members and your clients actually can feel safe when they're up there? Yeah, I mean, we we, we had to pull some tables and we, we distanced our area there. You know, we've started to do some events in our big ballroom that normally held 220 people so if you think about 25 percent you could do 50 in there and we did right we really spread the whole thing out on these big round tables that normally seat eight we put four and the feedback you know has just been wow we, we almost feel safer up at the club than we do in some of these even outdoor areas where it's you know, people everywhere, whether you're in Little Italy or you're in Gaslamp. So, you know, in addition to just the spacing and increased sanitation stations, I invested quite a bit in HV, really changing out filters, fan belts, coils, hoods, um, as you know, I, I think that. If you think about AC running in restaurants or bars, that was a big problem, I think, with, with the way the flow was going. So mm-hmm. I was able to get some cutting-edge HVAC work put in, which was a financial investment, but I think so worth it. You know, my number one priority is still the health and safety of my employees and my members. So um, those have been a couple steps. But, um, yeah, really just, you know, staying close with the guidelines and uh, making sure everybody's you know, in mass as they're not at their tables and, you know, not being afraid to, to let them know, you know, if they forget a little bit. So um, we're, we're policing it, but also trying to make it feel welcoming and, and a good environment to dine and socialize. You know, I was some happiness. Yeah, I was going to say, um, every time I'm at the university club, I was going to compliment you, Brian, and all the staff, because mm-hmm. not only is everybody just spectacular there, but um, I feel really safe, like uh, yeah. sanitation wise, everything's like pristinely clean, you know, mm-hmm. once somebody gets up from the table, clean down completely. And um, yeah. I wanted to say, been keeping it great there. And also, too, Thank I was going to say, all this talk of food is really triggering me, like, because I'm so hungry. I literally, <laughs> I've been just listening to all this food. And I was going to say, like, my favorite dish, even at the U Club, I don't even know if it's on the menu yet, but those lobster mm-hmm. rolls we had the other mm-hmm. day, Dan, mm-hmm. yep. those were, yep. that's yep. my, fa- I want that right now. Like, I want that. Yeah, we, we ran a little lobster roll special, and Chef brought some beautiful fresh bread in, and, and we made a really good kind of Boston-style lobster roll. We've been doing some fun, you know, daily additions to our menus and being very creative we're blessed with such great produce in san diego and access to some great seafood and meats and so we're having a great time and it's it's been really fun to be inventive during these times but i appreciate the kind words on the safety element it's uh it has been a big focus of mine um, as the members have come back up and those compliments we hear daily. So, so thank you. Well, I, I always love your vision. I, I love how you've pivoted to, to make things happen and to actually accommodate the members. But well, yeah. one thing I wanted to, to ask you, Brian, is you've been able to try the food and you know my favorite dish is that mushroom soup that you guys have. Sure do. Right? But, sure um, do. but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious, what, what's your favorite dish that you've had that, that's kind of a one of the stable dishes there at the club? Because I'm sure you've tried a lot of things i have you know i um 
that's a good question, Dan. I, I think Chef does such a great job with the, our meat program. You know, we have all this great prime beef, and whether it's the filet or the you know the New York or the the bone and ribeyes or porterhouses, I think Chef's really good on the grill and and his great sauces. So I, I've enjoyed that. Um, I, I've been eating quite a bit of you know eating healthier right now. So it it is the produce right now. It's these beautiful stone fruit that we're bringing in, and these great beets and this burrata that we're getting in fresh. Um, I just I really am enjoying a little bit more of the lighter eating and the fresh fish that we're getting in daily. Head grouper today and some local halibut on Monday. So you know it's fun. We're just really showing off the, the fall flavors that are happening right now in San Diego and, you know, uh, kind of a little bit of an Indian summer, right, which has been great for the squashes and zucchinis and beautiful tomatoes. So, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, we're blessed with just beautiful, beautiful produce and, and things locally, and we should continue to support our local farmers and fishermen and, you know, and supporting even, right, those local mom-and-pop restaurants in everybody's neighborhoods, right? Yeah. They need oh, it yeah. the most right oh, now. Yeah. So I just want to continue to say take care of your favorite neighborhood spots because that they need this more than anybody right now. And, you know, Open Table projected 25% of all restaurants in America to be closed by January 1. And that's a staggering mm, figure, yeah. right? And so... So continue to support those little mom and pop spots that you've been loving for years because that's where I've been spending my money. Okay, so real quick, because we have a couple seconds left. What separates the U Club from any other experiences that, you know, somebody can get? That's the exclusivity. You know, the breast views in the city, the most powerful people, decision makers in our city. And now we're going to have the world-class food and service to match it. So there's just nothing else like this in the San Diego area. And, you know, yeah, just the potential to be mentored up here and to socialize and engage. I just, it's, it's been 90 days for me up here, but I've just come into contact with just beautiful people. I'm learning so much every day and just feel very inspired uh, going into uh, 2021 and beyond. Nice. Well, thank you, Brian, for taking the time and coming on our show. Uh, any time. Yeah. Any last minute thoughts or? No, I just think it's great you guys are doing this and, and bringing awareness to what's happening. You know, it's an uh, interesting time in our world for everybody. And, it, uh, you know, we're coming up on this big election. It's going to be interesting to see how things transpire. But uh, I think you guys are just doing great stuff having these conversations and would be happy to do it anytime for you. Good. Thank, Thank you, Brian. You, Thank Brian. you, Brian. You're awesome. Thank you for joining us. Have a great night, everyone. You Take too. Care. You too. Bye now. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Hi, everybody. Obviously, I'm not Famila Ramos. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan Hom again, asked uh, for the second time sitting in for fam. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Hi, Kalina. Hi, Serena. Hello. Well, our, our, our next guest is uh, actually Soli Liano, and Soli's here, and she's one of the uh, owners of L&L Barbecue. Have you guys ever been to L&L? Many, um, many times, actually. I'm actually a huge fan. Yeah. Do you like the Spam Masubi and the Saimian? <laughs> those are my two favorites, though. I've actually never had the Spam, but I love anything teriyaki, so. <laughs> the fried shrimp is my favorite. Uh-huh. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Awesome. Thank you, Soli, for coming on the show. Yes, oh, thank absolutely. you. Mm-hmm. Hey, so how long have you been in the business? I have been in the business for 18 years now. Whoa. Yeah. A long time, yes. Yeah, that's some serious time. And, and how many locations do you have? I have four stores, three in California and one in Arizona. Nice. Awesome. Now, yeah. I, under, I understand you actually, and, and thank you for this, You a lot of your, your stores are actually on military bases. Yes, three out of the four are on uh, military installations, two on marine bases, and one on the Navy base. Good for you. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah, so one of the reasons we were here, and and I know recently you may have seen uh, the LA Times and the Union Tribune actually had released articles in regards to how COVID and, and how San Diego was teetering between 
purple, uh, uh, purple and red. And as a result, right. how, how has the COVID affected your business or has it? It may have, it may have not. And what type of things have you done precaution-wise to actually keep your clients safe? You know, um, when, when the pandemic started back in March, I had just opened my store in Arizona and we were doing so well and then it hit. And on mil- military installations, they're quite strict and I'm in food courts. So they would just um, make sure that there's only 10 people at a time inside of a food court. So that affected us a great deal. Um, minimizing the people and minimizing, um, you know, uh, the number of people that could be within the food court. Mm-hmm. Um, in my commercial store here in Chula Vista, Eastlake in San Diego, we we did feel the, the pandemic the first two weeks when um, everything pretty much slowed down. And it was such a big worry. And um, But we are a fast, casual takeout restaurant to begin with. Not too much of a dine-in restaurant. So I think when people said, okay, we can't go out, but we can go and we can order, we can use third-party delivery services and whatnot, after two weeks, believe it or not, we saw an increase in our sales um, during that time. And it's been really good um, for us. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful and very thankful that um, for all my restaurants, um, we've been able to overcome this and, and get through the hurdles, um, staffing-wise, um, you know, labor, uh, finding good people because there are so many people on unemployment. Mm-hmm. But overall, my restaurants were doing good. good and I'm really you. thankful for that. Yes. Yeah. And um, have many employees refused to come back due to safety concerns? There were a few. There were a few that that, that did. Um, and, and we respected that. And if they didn't want to work, then that was okay with me. I was working. I've never stopped working this entire year. In fact, I opened two restaurants during this pandemic, oh, wow. which is crazy. Crazy. Yes. I opened I opened Yuma, Arizona, March 2nd, and I was supposed to open my Navy base installation a month later, but due to the pandemic, it got delayed, mm-hmm. and I opened May 26th of this year. Nice. So, yeah, we had to cover wherever we needed to if people didn't want to work. Okay, so what precautions have you implemented within the restaurants to make sure that, you know, the clients and staff and everybody's safe and feels good? Right. Yes. Well, we, we you know, masks, we, we provide masks to them. We sanitize. Um, we've got all the uh, requirements that are listed on the doors and making them know that you need to be six feet uh, away from each other, mm-hmm. social distancing, um, and always being able to wear a mask, cleaning your, washing hands, number one, um, changing your gloves as frequently as you can. And um, so far, we've been, uh, we've been able to come this far and um, we've been safe. And we've, we're happy to say that our customers have been safe as well. Wow, L and L has kind of been a model. You guys are like the COVID killer. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I wish I would. I, I'd like to say that, um, you know. But like I said, I think I'm very blessed in a in a way because uh, we were we were fast casual takeout from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And what what have you been using to get your information? Like, you know, uh, when it comes to all mm -hmm. your procedures and everything. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. 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 You know, we keep up with the County of San Diego. Um, I I get frequent emails from them. um, And I I also monitor, you know, uh, everything going on within the County of San Diego. Um, Health inspectors do come to our store, kind of make sure we have um, the proper signage that's Mm -hmm. up. So we've had them come out a couple of times. And on the military installations, um, they're pretty strict. They they came, um, they're called Navy Preventive Medicine. They do come and they make sure that we are following rules. Also, your your core representatives on the base will come and make sure that they'll say, hey, no seating in here, six feet away. Seating is okay outside. But until now, where San Diego can have 25% seating mm-hmm. indoors, the military bases won't allow that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Everybody really? still has, no. Like the Navy bases, no, you cannot sit inside. Everybody still has to take their food out. They can sit outside. I've got a couple of tables outside. Mm-hmm. So they do, they, they are able to stay outside, but no indoor seating at all. Interesting. So even on the yes. basis, it seems like it's it's more restrictive. They're more, uh, they actually follow the rules a little more, huh? Or, oh, or they're absolutely. more restrictive, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, San Diego is not known to be rule followers. Most <laughs> yeah. of San Diego. <laughs> Yeah, San Diego kind of sucks at that. As I'm looking at Kalina and Serena. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's funny. No, that's that's interesting because uh, one of our guests that's following you is actually one of the county supervisors who will actually ah. be on air, and we're going to ask him some of the tough questions when it comes to right. how he's accommodating these. You know, a lot of them, a lot of the folks in the restaurant business. You know, and and obviously, I have a uh, I, I grew up in the restaurant business. I, I don't know if you knew mm-hmm. that, Soli, but. You know, my, my family, <laughs> yeah, my family owned one of the first Chinese restaurants here in San Diego County. Oh, that's awesome. And, and as a mm-hmm. result, my parents had three, and mm-hmm. I grew up in that business. And, you know, I always say the, the best thing if you want your kids not to go in the restaurant business is make them work in a restaurant. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll tell you, it is hard work. I mean, you it don't is. get vacations. You don't get – it's it a is. very, very – it, it's tough to work in the restaurant. You have to deal with all walks of life, people, you know, returning stuff. I can't imagine. Yeah, you know, oh, but yes, yes. But with that being said, there's, there's, there's yes. some. You know, I think if I were to ever say one of the best jobs I ever had was being a waiter. Really? Yeah, and it's just yeah. because as a waiter, you you step up to somebody's table and you have to assess them. You know, if they're on a date, you may want to leave them alone. If there's somebody that wants to talk with you, but you're trying to assess people right away. Yeah. And that's where I got a lot of my, my business acumen was through working and serving people. Yeah. 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 I right. always say that my right. kids, I'm going to make them work in the restaurant industry so that they learn how to like deal with people and not be, you know, little dummies. I love when you say you go to the table and assess them because, you know, have you ever been to the restaurant and you're sitting there bawling and they're like, hey, can I get you some more bread? And you're like, <laughs> I say, yes, bring me all the bread. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, yeah, but I think that's also a really, really uh, neat thing about being in the restaurant business, your interaction, um, you know, being able to uh, create rapport with people. And that's one of the things I love doing when I'm at my stores and getting to know people and being able to serve them and providing them amazing customer service. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a key that, part. That's great. And it's, it's, it's awesome that you guys are still doing well through this crisis because I think some of our other guests aren't going to be doing as well. I mean, whereas you've actually kind of found the recipe in regards to being able to uh, uh, do extra special through this through this pandemic. So that's great. Yeah. No pun know, intended, we, Dan. Yeah, we, we also had like some signs made for curbside pickup. I had a big old sign from the beginning to tell people that we are open for takeout only and for delivery. So we had to make sure that we were on top of things and making sure people understood that we're here to serve them and we're doing our best to, to make sure we're safe and they're safe as well. So um, anything you can do to survive. So has the California Restaurant Association been helpful in like easing restrictions for you? Um, I think, I, I think you know, we kind of just uh, hear it on the news and we hear it. I see it on the emails as well. I follow it pretty carefully. So yeah, we follow that. We follow guidelines and my neighbors as well, you know, from, from nail salons to ice cream stores, we all kind of help and talk to each other and kind of guide and help each other. That's awesome. Yes. I, I have to ask you this because you're the owner. What's your favorite mm-hmm. dish of all <laughs> at your restaurant? What is your favorite? Oh, yeah. I want to know that now, I want to know because oh, yeah. we got to, I mean, is it macaroni? Is and it you can't say everything. <laughs> That's cheating. I can't. I can't. And you know what? I I, I, I get comments like, how could you own that and, and, and not be 300 pounds? And you know, it's funny, but I'm like, <laughs> I was secretly I was, wondering that, I too. I was just wondering yeah. that, too. No, Soli's a hot mama. Trust me. Nice. Hot mama. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. No, no, no. Uh, but but my favorite, I love the barbecue chicken. I could eat it with a salad. I could eat it with rice. I could eat it in a masubi. I could just... But honestly, my second favorite is a loco moco. I'll, I'll always you have You guys a do make moco. a mean, mean loco moco. That is my kid's favorite thing to get oh, from you. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. And you know what's cool about your loco moco? And this may sound mm-hmm. gross, is that we'll buy a couple extras and we'll take it home and heat it up for breakfast the next day. And it is, is just right? as good. The best thing oh. ever. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. I love think, it. Love it. I know. I think after this conversation, I'm going to have to go to L&L within the next 72 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a deadline to that yeah. now. Well, I know they have one in East Lake near, near where I live. So that's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Anytime. You're welcome. Please come and, and experience the, our, uh, our aloha spirit and our delicious food, our ono delicious food. <laughs> it is great. And you know what? Everybody who I've ever seen that works there has always been mm-hmm. so sweet, so cool. You know, especially oh. when I have kids and you come into restaurants with children and normally, oh, you know, they act up and people don't like it. But every time I've mm. gone into your places, everybody's been so sweet and welcoming, all that stuff. It's rad. I oh, like it. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to hear well, it. Well, I'm thank you for taking the time today. And, yeah, thank uh, and you so welcome. much. Thank you so much. This was great. Go and eat at our oh, restaurants, guys. <laughs> yes, yes. Support support our local businesses. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank All you, right. Soli. Uh-huh. Thank you. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Hello, obviously not Famila Ramos. Dan Hom today sitting in for fam. But I got the, the my two two very attractive, intelligent, beautiful women sitting across from me. Stop. I have the wonderful oh, Kalina and Serena. Stop <laughs> it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> hey, so our next guest we actually have is a, a local restaurateur, and it's uh, Anthony Ballesteri. Welcome, Ooh, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Now, Anthony owns the restaurant, the Godfather Restaurant. Have any of you guys been there? No, but I know we're going after the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at the menu here, what I'm going to eat after. <laughs> and we're not just going, yeah, Anthony, because you're on the show. So, okay, so good. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, one of my one of my favorite dishes there is their ribeye a la Godfather. I mean, it is the best. And then they bring, I mean, I know everyone's going to be they're watering in the mouth, but they bring these fried zucchini, little fried oh zucchini God. things, and they're just there. It is wonderful. And and one one little interesting trivial tidbit, as you may not know, is I went to college with Anthony at San Diego State. Oh, so really? I've known him for years, right? Not, yeah, you guys go way back. <laughs> yeah, and I go way, way back. I was not going to say that because I didn't want to be rude, so I only did one way. Yeah. Way, way. Well, 10 years is a long time. That's true. Hey, Anthony, tell us, and, and you know, I, obviously I know, but can can you tell us a little bit of how you got into the business and a little bit about the history of, of The Godfather? Yeah, so in 1974, my mother and father opened up uh, The Godfather in at the same location right here in uh, Kearney Mesa. And, uh, you know, just uh, like with many immigrant families, I grew up in the business, um, you know, started out busing tables and whatnot after school. And, uh, you know, over the years, uh, just kind of grew into it. I like that. It's a yeah. family business. Yeah, that's what, now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's wonderful. What a great tradition and a great history. You know, Anthony, uh, I wanted to uh, ask you, how has this COVID thing been, guys? Well, you know, like every business, it's it's been tough. Um, we've had to transition a couple of different times already from, from being completely shut down to uh, providing takeout, which we've always done takeout, but uh, we, we had to revamp our system a little bit and, and, and to go full on takeout, we called it dining at home. Uh, we put an online platform and, and really had to convert a lot of things over uh, to make that happen. And, you know, we were able to, we were able to survive doing that for uh, for a couple of few months there. And uh, then we were able to reopen and that ended up being temporary. Uh, and then during that uh opening then we had to close down again temporarily and pivot to an outdoor seating which we had no outdoor seating before Ooh. but we were able to uh, create a small little patio area uh, that was uh, that worked for us and was able you know helped us uh, accommodate guests during that uh, that no inside uh, period so so how did you feel that when when the city relaxed the regulations for outdoor dining? Because I, I know you're in the Claremont Mesa convoy area, and now a lot of the restaurants have done the outdoor dining. Do you feel it's it's it, at least has been kind of a lifeline, or is it just simply, you know, it, you know, and understanding that you're fine dining, a little more fine dining, um, how has that impact been? 
Well, you know, we didn't know what to expect at first, uh, but as it went forward, as we were able to create, uh, you know, a nice atmosphere outside, uh, it really did give us an opportunity to continue to serve our guests uh, in a very elegant outside setting. Uh, There's a fountain. We had the pianist outside with a keyboard. Um, You know, tables were candle lit. Uh, The servers still uh, wore their tuxes and uh, the, the the public really received it really really well, and, and many many people have asked us to keep it uh, keep it going moving forward. So I think that'll be a future part of our restaurant. Will be you know especially once we're allowed to to reopen fully inside, mm-hmm. we will continue to keep the outdoor uh, the outdoor seating. Um, it's worked. We have a really nice patio area. Uh, you know, Kearney Mesa isn't the best to look at, but we've created a, a nice little atmosphere out there. and it's, it's very private and very comfortable. Nice. I actually think um, being in Kearney Mesa during this pandemic is pretty fortunate because there's so much space. I've noticed a lot of the restaurants were able to, you know, set up their outdoor seating outside with no problem and take up some of those large parkings mm-hmm. uh, places out there. So Yeah, and, and thankfully the city did act and, and give us the opportunity to move outside. Uh, it was a huge help. Again, we were able to continue to, uh, to serve our guests uh, you know, not in a normal fashion, but but at least uh, at least in a very nice setting again. And um, we were lucky to have the space. We have a big sidewalk area, and um, at that point, most of the shops in our building were shut down. Uh, so we were able to utilize that whole uh, the whole sidewalk around our fountain. And and again, it made for a really nice uh, nice evening, especially once the sun sunset. Nice. Not having your bar open, Anthony, because I know that a lot of the bars have been restricted open, and mm-hmm. I know in the dining area you do get the 25%. H- how has that been an impact? Has, you know, Because obviously, I, I mean, you can still serve liquor and alcohol to folks, can't you? Yeah, we're, we're still able to serve you know, our full wine list and our full bar. The, the biggest problem that it poses for us is that uh, there's really not a waiting area. So where, especially on Friday nights when when we're at capacity, we're not really able to have anybody wait indoors. Now we have a small lobby, uh, and we were able to space our uh, reservations out far enough to where that hasn't been a major issue. But again, you know, there's seats gone in the bar, and that is revenue lost, and that's still impacting us. Okay. Now, are you guys doing drinks to go? Like I know some restaurants are doing drinks to go. Are you guys doing that? Uh, yeah, on the rare occasion that uh, someone that is doing takeout wants a cocktail to go, we are able to provide that. We have some nice uh, glassware that we've uh, that we've bought into, and uh, so we are able to do that. It's just that not a lot of people in Kearney Mesa. I think that's probably a, a better situation for for an area that maybe has a lot of walking around mm-hmm. and you know going being able to go from bar or restaurant to bar or restaurant whereas here we're kind of by ourselves and uh, so it's not really conducive to taking a cocktail with you so yes we have been able to do that but uh, but that's been very 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 minimal um, the one thing that's been very successful for us is that we've created a, uh, a pick six wine uh, list where you're able to take six bottles of wine home, and there are three different levels, the insider, the vintners, and the elite. Uh, so there's three different levels of wine, uh, and you get a six-pack of wine, and a lot of people have taken advantage of that. A six-pack oh, of great. wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that so sounds that's, very that's good. really well for us. Oh, I, I, I love the wine. Hey, Anthony, I'm going to ask you a question, and this is uh, from my daughter, actually, because she helped me to plan the uh, interviews today and get the topic. And her question to me was, was very interesting. Uh, when I asked her, I said, well, what's your impression of restaurants and their opening? And she says, well, what's more important, people's health or making money? Ooh. And yeah, when she, you know, and she's 14 years old. And she's says, wise beyond her years. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I, you know, quite frankly, you know, I, I, I know what I I would have answered, but I'd like to hear it from somebody whose business is on the line, who mm-hmm. employs many employees, whose livelihood is tied to it. I mean, how would you answer that, Anthony? Well, first of all, that's a great question, Andre. Yeah, seriously. Um, wow. So very, very good question. Uh, you know, and that's a that's a tough, tough question to answer, but I but I think it's mostly because they're both so intertwined. Um, you know, obviously one's health is is extremely important. But as it pertains to uh, the COVID situation, uh, you know, people are stressed. Uh, they're uh, 
depressed. Mm-hmm. Alcohol consumption is up. Uh, you know, so I, is it causing health problems to be stressed about money? That's uh, a good point. Know, it's a valid point. Yeah. Well, it, it's you, actually... You got to wonder, I mean, how far does it go? I mean, yeah, I, I'm stressed. I'm concerned about my business. I, you know, I open those doors every day, not knowing if one person's going to come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's my livelihood. So, you know, long term, that, that stress is going to affect my health. So, you know, yeah, the money, the money is important too. And you're helping all your, you know, everybody that works for you, you're helping them make money right now, which is mm-hmm. a, a really, really scary time for people. When people are out of jobs, they don't know what they're going to do. At least you're giving them that kind of, you know, definitive, hey, you have a place to come. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I honestly... Yeah. Oh. And no, no doubt, we're very, very fortunate here. We have wonderful employees. Uh, many of them have been here for many, many years. Yeah. And we're very fortunate, you know, to have them, first of all, but, but every one of them came back and while we're still on a limited schedule to try to accommodate all of them, um, you know, yeah, it, it's it's healthy for them to, to have a place to come to work to provide for their families. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I honestly really respect everybody that's working right now, especially in restaurants and stuff, because I know I do know that um, a lot of people are not going back to work in to get, you know, EDD. So um, I really respect the people working right now. Yes. Do you have any type yeah, of no, no doubt? And, and and like I said before, it's a great group of people. We're very proud to have them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can for them to keep them on the schedule and, and, and keep them feeding their families, basically. Well, we, we did want to thank you for taking the time to, to speaking with us uh, tonight. And um, we appreciate it. And you keep hanging in there. And I, I'm going to tell you, since this music is playing... Fredo, you broke my heart. <laughs> Fredo, you broke my heart. I love it. Thanks for having me, <laughs> Thank Dan. You, Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. Look forward to your Thank restaurant. You. Thank you. <laughs> More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Going places that I've never been. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Obviously, this is not Famila Ramos. This is Dan Hom sitting in for Famila, and our next guest is Supervisor Jim Desmond. Awesome. Supervisor was the former mayor of San Marcos, and uh, he also serves as the chair of Sandag's Regional Transportation Committee. Awesome. He's on the board of. He's also on the airport authority for the San Diego Airport, and he's our current county supervisor. Um, and he's a. And this, this I gotta say is he's a former U.S. Uh, Navy veteran, and he's a pilot. Oh wow. wow! Is is that correct on you, Supervisor? Well, I still am, but I just retired from the airlines on September first, so I'm I'm. Uh, retired airline pilot after uh, 34 years well congratulations on the retirement then well and thank you for your service thank you Thank you for your service for yes. being in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, supervisor, I'm going to, I just kind of wanted to uh, preface this. We had a, a few other restaurant owners that were actually, uh, uh, we interviewed earlier. And, you know, everyone from LNL Barbecue to the Godfather Restaurant to uh, uh, Brian Lee out at the University Club. Yep. But, but you know, we were just talking about COVID. And, and can you briefly just explain the tier system to us? Well, the current tier system, uh, I, you know, quite frankly, I wish I could explain the whole thing, but um, <laughs> as do we, so, yeah. so convoluted. But it, there's four four colored tiers right now, and, mm-hmm. and they started calling them one, two, and three, but they're colored right now. So there's a, a purple tier, which is the worst tier, and then red, which is the third worst tier, and that's what we are in right now. And then there's an orange and a yellow. Okay. And basically, you 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 can only have so many tests positive per 100,000 people to fall into one of these tiers. And so, you know, the red tier that we're in, I, I think it goes from uh, like four and a half to seven. If you have four and a half to seven people testing positive out of 100,000, then you're in the red. And this is, looks back like a week and a half ago. And, and uh, yeah, there's also an adjustment factor that, that, that plays in. It's, you know, we, we have our numbers, and then it goes up to Sacramento on a Ouija board. They figure out uh, what our actual numbers are. So we get, we get deficit numbers if we don't test to the state average, and, and, uh, or we get more numbers added on to us if, we, if we're testing below the state average. 
And if we're testing above the state average, we get numbers or, or cases taken away. So it's it's pretty convoluted, and, and most people don't, don't, don't get it. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. Well, thank you for that. So Supervisor Gaspar and yourself have been very concerned about reopening. Have your colleagues felt yeah. the same? Well, apparently not, because we haven't been able to, uh, you know, move beyond, you know, the state requirements with, you know, what the governor has put in place. It's unfortunately been a game of mother may I. You know, it's like we, we, we hear from all the different sectors and we hear from, you know, restaurants, we hear from the boating industry, we hear from youth sports, the events industry, the wedding industry. And just recently, you know, the governor came out with guidelines for um, theme parks, basically Disneyland and, and uh, Legoland. Um, although Belmont Park was able to open up at a very limited capacity, uh, Disneyland and, and particularly uh, Legoland in, in San Diego County can't open until we get into the least restrictive, which is uh, the yellow tier. And that means less than one person per 100,000 testing positive. And even if we had a vaccine, we, we, we couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and everybody took the vaccine. We, we, it, it's almost an impossibility. So, you know, they threw a bone to the theme parks, but it made it, you know, impossible to, to even achieve those, uh, uh, th- those parameters to even open so it's uh, been unfortunate but um so we we have been pushing hard you know i came out first with trying to put in you know let's at least have plans in place and you know in april i said let's have plans in place so businesses can start to open and that unfortunately got shot down gaspar and i uh um supervisor gaspar and i both voted for that and then later in the month of may we finally got two other uh, supervisors to vote for that but uh, unfortunately it's been you know, like I said, a game of mother may I with the with the uh, uh, governor's office, and and it's mostly been no, and they they keep moving the goalposts. Hey, hey Jim, I actually have a question since you're a supervisor and you know you're seeing all these high numbers. You know, I heard this theory, and I've had a few people experience exactly this. Um, do you? Th- I've heard that a lot of liberal counties, like you know, San Diego is a pretty liberal county, and some all over the United States are giving false positives because a lot of people that have said this, they have tested positive in the liberal counties given by the counties, but when they go to private practices, they get negative tests. What are your thoughts about that theory? You know, that's the first I'm hearing about it. I, I don't know if, it, if the test really matters if you're, you know, what, what part you're in, but um, I, you know, I, that's the first I'm hearing of it, so I can't really comment on that. I wish, yeah, wish I had more for you, but I don't yeah, on that. I've got yeah. something. Where where can people get the information? Like, where is it? Is it on your website? What's your website number? And and then I well, wanted it, to ask, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, the San Diego county.gov. Uh, you know, or San Diego County website, just, you know, Google San Diego County and you go to the website and then there's a coronavirus link, you know, right there on the, on the homepage. Or you can go to the state's website. Now, I don't have the exact address for the state, but I'm sure if you put state of California and, and coronavirus, you know, you'd be, you'd be sent to a, a, a page uh, for their reopening plan. But really, it's a stagnation plan, unfortunately. But so you can get you know, a lot of information from the county and then get it from right. the state. And, and, and the problem is there's almost a, a um, COVID fatigue that has set in where people just say, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what the parameters are. I'm just going to be as safe as I can. Well, and and, and, mask and, and wash supervisor, my hands and along those lines, you know, the, the thing that's fatiguing is I saw the guidelines you guys released release for Halloween. Now, are they guidelines or is that rules? And how are you going to enforce that? You Ooh, know, good question. You know, they're they're primarily guidelines, and, um, you know, I think most people are going to follow them, but to be honest with you, I couldn't even quote them to you, because they, they just came out, and they're, you know, um, they're discouraging, they're not saying, my understanding is that it's mostly a discouraging, you know, uh, going door to door, you know, maybe having a neighborhood party or something like that, but they're discouraging that, but they're not restricting people. Right. So well, is, is my understanding. So, Supervisor, right. thank, thank you for hard. the fight. Thank you for fighting for us, yeah. and yes, we appreciate all you. your service. You're thank awesome. You. Thank, thank you. you so much, Supervisor. So we're here with Dan Hom on Family and Friends on the Hi, Answer everybody. San Diego. <laughs> Dan, you're awesome. And, oh. I mean, you obviously must be good because family invited you back on for, what, a second time? This is my yeah. second time? Yeah. yeah. But I I'm, I can't wait till she gets back. I know. She's got to win this this race that she's in, and then we're going to have her back. Yes. That would be great. Yes. Okay, now you put me in the hot seat. How dare you? Okay, let's go. What's the best burger place? 
Oh, oh, I got this one. Get it, Serena. I'm, I'm, even though this is Kalina's and Ryan's, I am going to say for myself, Burger Kook is the, <laughs> Burger Kook is definitely the best burgers in my opinion. I know it says second best burgers, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not saying this just because Kalina's one of my best friends, but they make the best burgers and their onion rings are out of this world. And I'm picky about my onion rings and um, they just melt in your mouth and the Kook sauce. I want that all over my face. Um, I can make that happen. Yeah. Just throw just throw it in my face. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Burger Kook. And as you guys know, if you're like avid listeners of family and friends, Famla is quite the picky eater, very healthy, you know, not quite as healthy as I am, but very healthy with her eating. And even she enjoys a nice Burger Kook burger every once in a while. And she doesn't like just cut it in half with like her knives and fork. She actually eats it like a real burger. So that has to say something. They even have vegan burger. We do have vegan burger. Yes. <laughs> so if, if the studio audience could imagine, I'm sitting in front of these three lovely ladies and they are, it doesn't look like they would ever let a burger even touch their <laughs> lips. I mean, they're so fit. And they, they look so great. And I'm I'm just going, I'm the kind of guy that you know that you know eats a burger. <laughs> Maybe I'm eating the wrong places. Yeah, you gotta start doing more burger coup. That's right. I'm gonna do it. I cannot legally say that it'll make you skinny though, guys. That is not what I hinted at. You can't <laughs> never said that. But it is very, very good. And we use some fancy meat, guys. So, you know, the inspiration for Burger Kook was um, Ryan managed Hodads for years. Everybody knows Hodads. It's a staple, world famous. So he did that. We've got a bunch of kids. The corona struck. Like, what are we going to do as young entrepreneurs? We weren't really entrepreneurs, but everybody we know is. Um, so we decided to do something different, and we started Burger Kook, which is, you know, kind of a misfit, young people that have no place anywhere else. And we're like, hey, screw it. Like, we'll hire all our friends. We'll hire all the people with tattoos. We'll make a mean burger with really fancy meat. We'll make it casual. We'll make make it cool and we'll show up at your house. We'll cook there. We show up at bars. We cook there. Um, and we, we do a good vegan because I don't eat meat, but I, I love our onion rings. I love our vegan burgers. We'll even use vegan cheese, which I normally hate because it's really gross. But on a burger, it's awesome. So we did that. And now, you know, we're killing it. We just had a thing at Pacific Shores this week and we did really well. So check us out and come and eat some good birds. So I got to ask, what's in this kook sauce? Because it is divine. That's a secret. Top secret. I have to kill you. I can't. <laughs> Just throw it in my face first. Yeah, I'll throw it in your face, but I can't tell you the secret recipe because then you can't be on the show and then fam was going to get mad at me. So I can't I can't do the secret recipe. Yeah, no worries. Have, have either of you ever tried an ostrich burger? Ew, Ew. Dan. <laughs> Ew. No, no. I got to tell you, it's a third of the fat of turkey. And uh, and apparently at one point it was like very she-she to have these ostrich burgers, but it never took because I guess people would envision an ostrich. Th- that's literally what I'm doing in my head. Like <laughs> yeah, the you're ostrich like, pulling its head yeah. out of the sand yeah, to yeah. make so, a burger. But for some strange reason, it's apparently very, very healthy and it was very she-she for a while, but it didn't take because people could not imagine eating an ostrich. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't either. I think I think of the face and I hear like, meh, meh, meh. And <laughs> that like what they sound like? They are, I think so. Yeah, something like that. Or dying. It tastes great, though. It tastes like a burger. You know what, Dan? That's really gross. I love you, but that's pretty (laughs) gross. gross. You know, speaking of some birds, um, (laughs) I love, I have birds. I have two cocktails, but and this is actually a horrible thing to say right before I say this, but are you going to have any chicken at (laughs) Burger Kook at any point? Like chicken strips or like chicken burgs? Chicken burgs, chicken strips, any chicken product. You know, I have no idea, but if enough of you guys show up at our events and you're like begging me for chicken, which nobody has done yet. I mean, maybe. I'm not going to say no. I will say no to ostrich burgers though. That, Dan, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and cockatiel, any cockatiel products. I will I not make cockatiel. a cockatiel burger ever. <laughs> I don't think I can. How about bacon? It's the trick to making a perfect burger. <laughs> What's the trick? Yes. Love, um, you know, some good love, some good experience. So I am not a cook there because I can make like a mean mac and cheese, but I, I suck at like real cooking. So Everybody else does that, but it's love, it's good meat, and it's just, we make good, classy, greasy American food, but we step it up with good ingredients. So mm, it's like- Let me know if you ever need a taste tester. Yes, hotty toddy, yes. <laughs> yeah, you should, bring, the, you should bring some to the show here. We could try it. They'd be all like sad and soggy and cold. Oh, I'll, I'll still eat 
Serena. I know you were Serena. <laughs> Serena's always first in line at everything. I know. She's I, like cutting in front of kids in line. I know. I'm like pushing them over. I'm like, move. <laughs> Some of us have things to do. Get out of here, elbowing children. <laughs> yeah. I love it. As long as they're not mine. What about buffalo burgers? Ooh. I mean, we do a spicy kook sauce, which is not buffalo, but it's spicy. I mean, we're just getting started. We're figuring it out. So far, people love it. But I would like a spicy kook sauce to like dip some, dip some fries in. <laughs> you know. So, 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 so buffalo's okay, but not an ostrich? No. No, like buffalo, buffalo sauce. sauce. Oh, I thought Dan. Buffalo, burger, yeah. buffalo meat. Why you know, do you like all the weird meats? <laughs> don't you plan eventually at some point to have like an actual location so then you can start expanding your menu Yeah. also? Yes, we do. And it's going to be really cool. Pictures all over the wall. You can come in. You know, you don't need a shirt. You don't need shoes. Yeah. Anything like that. It's probably totally against the law. (laughs) And what's your motto? Uh, Our motto is, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think we have a motto. Eat a burger and have fun. Knock it off. Have fun. This Corona stuff is crappy. The world's kind of weird right now. Enjoy a good burger with your friends and have fun. Oh, I love that. I love it too. That's my kind of establishment. Thanks, guys. Not ones that require like shirt, shoes, clothes. Yeah. You know? Lame. (laughs) So lame. Especially (laughs) when it's like specific type of clothes. Yes. No is there, you, is there a secret menu at all at Burger Kook? Ooh. Anything off the menu? I don't know, Toddy. Maybe you can come in and we'll make you like a little secret. Oh my God, can I Hot make toddy. like can I make like a hype beast secret menu item eventually? Sure. Oh yes. my God. As yes. can you, Hottie Toddy. Dan, nice. you're not allowed. We're never doing ostrich. Stop <laughs> yeah. looking at me like that. There's no ostrich secret How about menu. Sushi on the burger? No. If you brought in your own sushi, I could throw that on. <laughs> ostrich. Or really gross. Gras. Full gras? I, yes. I don't think that's definitely. Anymore. <laughs> I can get you some snails off the sidewalk. There throw you them. Go. <laughs> awesome. So yes, caviar on a burger. We throw some cav, but not you Ooh. know not the red kind. Only only black caviar on a burger. That's isn't not that, true. Guys. Isn't that's that not cheaper? On the menu. Black caviar is good. I don't know. That scares me. It's like kind of crunchy, right? No, it's not crunchy. I don't know. I just think of the Nemo <laughs> movie when Nemo was in the little fish egg. What? And um, that's really depressing, Serena. Okay, so anyways, enough is about caviar, caviar on Mexican. Burgers. What? No, caviar is not Mexican, Serena. Oh. <laughs> Beans? What? Okay, stop it. You're done. You're cut. You're done. She's done, Dan. She's long on burgers. Yeah, she's done. Okay, so who's our first guest? So our first guest today is actually going to be Brian Never mind. I messed that up. Sorry. I totally messed that up. Worries. Please delete that. It's all good. Erase. Three, two, one. Wrap the show. Okay. So anyways, guys, I have to thank SD Prime Limo and Alex Agamirov and Dan for coming on our show once again. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Family and friends on Instagram were awesome. Follow us. Love you guys. God Thank you bless. for having me. Yes. Thank you for joining us for the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear on Famila and Friends. To learn more about Famila Ramos, how to be a guest or sponsor on the show, visit FamilaandFriends.com. Tune in at this same time every week for more Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego.